I feel like Jen has been the originator of all our funny things on the podcast or all the things that have stuck. No. Yeah, you're the inside joke yeah. person. <laughs> that was literally all you. <laughs> I don't have any other words to say. <laughs> At least There's you say words. <laughs> but when you do, it's so good. <laughs> I'm glad it's this ear that's on fire so no one can see. Hmm. <laughs> I was going to summon that's not that red. That's hot. Because you're holding it, you're blanketing it with your. No, my fingers are freezing. So. <laughs> Whoa! I have some ice in I my can freezer. I see the red from here, actually. Oh, really? It's from all of it. We got some ice in the freezer. I have ice. <laughs> your hands are just naturally cold. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. So much for a wedding diet. <laughs> Our diet starts Sorry. tomorrow. There Our, it is. What? We just keep saying tomorrow. Yep. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Until the wedding. Welcome, everyone. From oh, great! Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, talking What's about up? wedding diets. <laughs> and I'm trying to sing, which I can't. <laughs> You're trying to sing? I said tomorrow. Oh. Tomorrow. Oh, that's me nice. singing. That was good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Kristen, you sing, right? Why? You strike me as someone who sings. I strike you as someone who yeah. sings? Yeah. That's an odd thing to say. <laughs> it's not that odd. Yeah. Some people have that air to them. That I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be on Danny's side today. Some people have that air. <laughs> like if you yes, walk by me, me on the street, you're like, that is someone who doesn't sing. Yeah. <laughs> you do sing, not don't all you? Laugh don't you sing? You know. Because it kind no. of is true. I've never looked at you and thought, hmm, you can't sing. If I walk by Danny's brother on the street, I'm like, that's a guy who sings. Yep, so true. Even before he had long hair, you might yeah. think that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. now no. even more so. Do you guys hair. think this stuff? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Everyone falls into one of two categories. <laughs> this is like a Guardian of the Galaxy. Everyone is either a dancer or they don't move at all. When, <laughs> when good Wait, what's the comparison I mean, of men and women's brains? Ours is spaghetti and yours is like what? Like these Well, we said French New York and Paris. I think that was That's that a was good, good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is pretty good. Yeah. New York and Paris. <clears throat> New York is a grid. Oh, with God, compartments, God, God. you know, yeah. Paris is like a kid scribbled everywhere. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So that's how that's they can us. think of this word stuff because we're um, busy thinking of more. Yeah. But more important. I argued you with you, but I, yes, don't make me sing though. Yes. <laughs> right, right. Okay. I can. I knew it. Carry a tune. <laughs> so can Danny. Yes. Nah, not really. So I, I leave that to the John siblings. John and I like can't sing, yeah. but I feel like you can. Uh-uh. John was in corral, wasn't he? <laughs> oh, well, yeah. well, well. But everyone was in corral. Granted, it was mm. the, it was the highest amount of credits you could take for a class. So yeah, everyone just packs a that. punch. Yeah. <laughs> are you alto, soprano? What the heck are those? Baritone. Like? Yeah. What's the hot? Oh. Or terror? Yeah, tenor. You said terror. <laughs> no baritone. Yeah, I was a terror. <laughs> I think baritone. <laughs> I wasn't like, I couldn't do tenor because it was too high. I couldn't do bass because it was too low. Oh. So what's baritone? Middle ground? Between the two, I think. Oh. I think, I don't know. Sounds right. Time we go. Barely a tone. Back at it again. <laughs> She's here all night. <laughs> I love when she cracks herself up too. She's because gone. Because I'm thinking of my coworkers are like, you're a comedian, yeah, right? <laughs> we love it. All right, like well, this. let's jump into it so we're not here till midnight. Yes. Because there's a lot in these chapters. I know. Um, 
I just want to intro so or open up and ask, what do you guys think of Severus Snape? The ongoing question you've asked us since day one. <laughs> Pretty much every podcast. I know. <laughs> I think I in some s- ways we could see it coming. I still don't believe it. <laughs> Which I don't, is impossible. You know what? He still can choose to be good or bad. I That's feel like the he thing. could be like a double double agent. Because he's still he's still in a position where he's played everything perfectly. But what I don't get is how do both sides legitimately trust him? Do both sides le- legitimately trust him? I don't know. That's why I'm him? saying he's got like the perfect role. And wouldn't somebody do <laughs> one of those unbreakable vows with him for something else to make him be more trustworthy but one way or the other? And what happens if you're making unbreakable vows with both people? But I don't even get what happens with <laughs> what? that. Yeah, you, like I don't know. Yeah, that's that's the end of this chapter. What happens with an unbreakable vow? Oh, and we don't that's, even know what happens. We just get the idea. It's like a big deal. Um, but we've always yeah. been unsure of him. But then I thought, but, oh, this is great. Like they're gonna give all the dark secrets to Snape. Oh, you were still thinking he was good during that chapter. I, I still kind of do. <clears throat> I know that's weird because I don't think I believe the Wormtail thing either. So it's just tracking, but. Wait, what do you mean the Wormtail thing? Like, I don't, I didn't believe that Wormtail was his story. Like, he was like e- uh, evil or whatever. Didn't I? I don't mm. know. It's a long time ago now. <laughs> I know. It's like almost a year ago. Huh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, what was I saying? Yeah. You still think he's, he's a little good. Now I'm leaning more evil 60 40. Oh, that's fair. Because Voldemort is so harsh. The only thing. And he right, trusts him. But the only thing is that he is really good at legitimacy mm-hmm. too. So you think he was Snape. hiding his thoughts? He did the thing he did to Harry. Pensieve. Right. Maybe. But then what And can he- Dumbledore mm-hmm. is also really good at it too. So like he was able is to he? get that information from Creature right away. Right? Yeah. He. So. He could hmm. play either side, so that's where I guess I want to believe that he's good. But I, yeah, it's very—it seems <laughs> on my heart, my dragon heartstrings are saying <laughs> that he's good-ish. Hmm. But because Jen brings up the great line when she goes, she hesitated. I know he believes you, but you think he is mistaken, or that I have somehow hoodwinked him. Fool the Dark Lord, the greatest wizard, the most accomplished legilimens the world has ever seen. I think when I read that line, though, that's when I was like, he's faking it. But because he he always has this little twinkle in his eye, like an evil twinkle, which we usually don't like. Um, But it was a little satisfying because we hate Bellatrix more than we hate Snape. I shouldn't say we, but that's how I was feeling. So the fact that he was getting under her skin made me feel good. Even though I don't like Snape, it was like he's the lesser of four evils in this house during that whole conversation. And I was like, it still felt good that he was like annoying her. And then for a weird reason, I started like feeling good that he was helping Draco for whatever reason. Like it's like uh, Narcissa's begging got to me a little where I was like, it's a mother who cares. Even though she's evil, I still felt for her. So I that was, was weird. I was surprised that Snape agreed to that though. Same. 
But I, you know what is interesting? I might have been merging on the highway, but I was confused <laughs> in the beginning of this, the ch- second chapter. I thought it was like a flashback because at first I was like, oh, wait, Snape's with Wormtail. Like this is before he like came mm. to Hogwarts and um, – but then, obviously, with the timeline of as it kept going, I was like, oh, no, this is, like, now. But at first, I thought it was a little bit of a flashback. It does have a little bit of a flashback feel to it, for sure. Hmm. Well, if you're not really paying attention, you're like, wait, this <laughs> is back in the day before. Yeah. And it's two chapters that you don't get from Harry's perspective. So you're yeah. almost expecting to get yep. back into his where you're like, maybe this is a flashback of Harry. And then you're like, wait, what the heck is going on? So it takes you a while to get oriented to this chapter, even. Yep. And I thought they were approaching like Harry's house or something when they were like going into a neighborhood. Mm. And I was like, oh, what's going on here? But then Wormtail is there too. That was weird. That was weird. Yeah. Why? I don't know. It makes no sense. And, and he's like. You guys are asking all the questions I'm, I'm going to ask. Oh, yeah. We'll get to those. Yeah. Yeah. Right, Hold cool. on. Hold your horses. <laughs> you can't what do What do you that? think of Snape? <laughs> I, am, I answered it. I'm running the show here. 60% evil, 40% good. But he hasn't made up his mind yet. Everyone trusts him. <laughs> you guys are going off. He's pissed off. I'm just drinking. Because <laughs> <laughs> his ears yeah. are boiling red <laughs> from the brandy she's drinking. <laughs> burned my nose before <laughs> this is gonna be fun anyway so, <laughs> you'll talk more that's great that's why we we brought some of this stuff get Kristen to talk a little oh, yeah, more oh yeah what are we drinking no sorry that's your job <laughs> in the, in the <laughs> intro no, 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 do it Jen, you're asking Jen, all the questions you're doing the whole thing <laughs> might as well oh boy what are we drinking guys I don't know. Fire. <laughs> Introduce it to us, John. This what is for Dumbledore because this is what he drinks. You know, the Dursleys weren't drinking their drinks, so Everyone we'll drink it. We'll bash into head. our head Cheers from every everybody. side, which is very funny. That was, I I was dying was laughing with that. Oh, that was amazing. So, yeah, we're drinking mead. Two types Oops, of mead. You guys sorry. And some accidental brandy as well. <laughs> it's like fire. It's good. Yeah, mead is good. Mm, yeah. And maybe it's less of a big deal in um, England, but it did feel a little funny that Dumbledore was serving mead to Dudley and Harry. Yeah. Because I'm like, they aren't they minors even there? But maybe in Europe, it doesn't even matter. But here, when you're 16, you are definitely underage. Is it a younger Um, drinking age there? Yeah, it's 18 18. in in pretty much all of Europe. Still. But. Harry's not even. He's Harry's. But mead's like honey. So. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There's it's basically like drinking honey. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. There's That's a lot of there's maybe. a lot of teen drinking in this book. A lot of teen drinking in this book. Why? Uh, it's a teen drinking book. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Is that what it's known as? People know this as the teen drinking book. Yeah, <laughs> makes sense. JK. Um, well, we're gonna talk about Just Snape kidding. in a bit. <laughs> I was scolding her in my mind. Do Guys, don't me? look at the covers or the backs or anything. What? This one's No hidden. way. You cannot look at that. She can look at no this one. No way. Are you kidding me? Oh, is that why she keeps hiding yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, it's that bad. I keep putting it down. This one's all fine. Of these ones. That's why for the next book, I say we all take the covers off yeah. ahead of time. I like it. <laughs> I know, but I don't want you These to. are paperback. I can't take it off. No, no, not you, but I just I mean like us. No. 
would never. I would harm you. I can't that. believe that that's the cover of that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like all of these. Again, it won't like, again, more. if you don't know what's going on, it's not going to give it away. Yeah, but it's like, it's no, but that's like a serious thing. But it helps. Yeah. It helps things click even yeah. in the chapter as you yep. read. Once you start to see, then you're like, oh, that's what the cover's about. Yeah. And then it, it helps it dawn a, a few yeah. seconds early. Sorry, yep. You'll be able to see the cover cover in like four months. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> The end. He didn't look at me. I gave him an eye. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I get that. Probably fair. about. That's you're fair. probably on the right timeline right there. Yep. I know I am. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get. Uh, let's jump into some more questions. Welcome to the podcast. I'm John. Jen. Danny. And Kristen. And this is Harry Potter and the First Time Readers. I know everyone's kind of sick of these obligatory things that happen right after like the intros of podcasts. I kind of plug everything, but again, you just got to do it. And I just got to do it. Please go rate and review us. I know it's like annoying in the middle of a podcast. I'm sure everyone just kind of skips over this part anyway, but go give us a rating or review wherever you listen to podcasts that helps, that helps the podcast so much. Seriously, that helps it so much. Go subscribe to us on YouTube. We are putting out our live streams. We're putting out all our content on YouTube as well. So sometimes it's a little easier to listen on YouTube than it is other things. Go check us out on YouTube. Our website, firsttimereaders.com. Our email, firsttimereaders at gmail.com. Um, our subreddit, slash r slash firsttimereaders. Our Twitter, firsttimereaders. <laughs> all the other stuff that you have to plug for all this kind of stuff. One thing I do want to plug as well, or two things. Um, our Patreon is first time readers and we are putting out some small extra content if you want to support this podcast in any way or you really enjoy it and you just want to like help us out i'm making producers commentary so it's like what i was thinking when we were recording the episodes and we're going to start doing more stuff on there as soon as um we finish this read so there's going to be some like patreon exclusive content that's on our patreon obviously and then we have merch coming out and we're going to put that on patreon first and then we're going to kind of make it available to anybody but that is going to be um, really awesome. We have our designer, Zachary Rupert, who is going to make the Hogwarts houses. And I know that's done like a ton, but our designer is better and he's going to make some incredible designs. I'm really excited to see what he has. Um, so we're going to start selling some merch like that. But as always, thanks for listening. Um, these are some great chapters of Half-Blood Prince. I am so excited to do this book and we're going to go, th- we're going to go slow through this book just so you know. I know a lot of people wanted us to go slow and we are going to go slow because this book is too good to just go fast and speed through. So enjoy these chapters. Mm, Bring the whole bottle in here. Oh boy, don't. (laughs) 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 Who's working tomorrow? No one. You are. I am. Are you guys off? No, I'm joking. Oh, I was like, I have a a 10 hour day tomorrow. Well, (laughs) all of our our alcohol. We look like alcoholics now, but <laughs> we're just advertising. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Some of this meat is really low alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah come on. It's like it's like four percent or something. What are those? It's eight percent and fourteen. Yeah, like I said, like nothing. Eight and four for you guys. <laughs> Whatever. He's got high tolerance. Yeah, why am I drinking this? <laughs> you have like a what sip. Forty percent. Yeah. <laughs> she has a lot of it too. <laughs> Anyway, okay, this chapter, chapter two, <laughs> Spinner's oh, End. Crap we, it. I have so many questions <laughs> over wow. this chapter, so I want to move. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Someone give me a summary for this chapter, Spinner's End. Oh, 
boy. So this chapter is the one where we see the sisters, um, Narissa. Narcissa. Narcissa and Bella. Bellatrix. There Narissa. we go. We need to just keep calling Narissa. her Narissa. Um, I wrote Snape is evil exclamation point. Uh, Narcissa and Bella went to Snape's creepy uh, house. He lives with Wormtail at the moment. Um, it seems like it's Snape's place. And at the end of the chapter, we find out that Draco has to kill somebody. Um, but Narcissa begs Snape to help him. And then at the end, Snape and Narcissa make an unbreakable vow. Beautiful. And there's a lot of mystery still about the details. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I happens this chapter. Still. It's so yeah, it's, it's going a little overboard. I was taking notes like a madman for this one. <laughs> it's literally well, this like is a, a note chapter. Book. Yeah. So many questions. There are so many questions in here. <laughs> like one of my questions, why was the second pop louder than the first? <laughs> Can oh you, my goodness. when you apparate, <laughs> is there something you could do to make a louder pop or does it have to do with like, <laughs> what? Why are you, I don't get it. Did I play it? You gotta say this about loud. Um, so anyways, yeah. a behind, it's a. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, based on. You know, oh, that's good. I never thought of that. That's fair. It's going to be. It's purely just the mass of the person. If you got a little bubble, the small, gonna... small pop, big pop. Oh, there comes the butts again. <laughs> it always comes back to butts. The somehow. butt couch oh, over yeah. there. Wow, we were going off yeah. the rails today. No, this isn't the butt couch. If Jen was on this couch, oh, so couch. true. Jen it does always bring it up. It's Wait. you two. It's you two. So Jen's really the one obsessed with this. <laughs> Yeah. So how big your butt is, it depends on how loud your pop is. I didn't even hear that. Rocket drop. Okay, this chapter starts off. The harsh cry startled the fox. Uh, The harsh cry startles the fox, now crouching almost (laughs) flat in the undergrowth. It leapt from its hiding place and up the bank. Wes. (laughs) There was a flash of green light, a yelp, and the fox fell back to the ground, dead. John, you died. My Patronus. <laughs> no. I was so That's devastated so at that. And they go, he lives here? Asked Bella in a voice of contempt. Here in this muggled dunghill? We must be the first of our kind to ever set foot. So what are they doing here? Why does Snape live here? <clears throat> Teacher salary? I don't think it's his primary residence. Okay. This is a summer summer home. Summer home. But I don't know why he's there. It doesn't really make sense. But it's creepy. And I think the this book touches on it a little bit. Um, and we've discussed how um like the energy of a place can sometimes contribute to um more tangible things in the wizard world. So Maybe he can actually do more in this place. Maybe he's trying to do magical things. Maybe the whole abandoned mill is his secret potion factory. Um, And it only looks like an abandoned mill because of a charm he put on it. Um, Lots of options. But I don't think of Snape. Maybe I don't know him well enough. I don't think of him as someone who would live with chairs that are broken and dust everywhere. Why? He doesn't wash his hair. Yeah, but that's just hair. That's different. <laughs> I think of a potions person as being a chemist. And maybe that's why, but I don't know that many chemists. But all the chemists I know are pretty like, 
organized and precise. So I'm feeling like he would live in a place that is relatively organized and precise. Like it's a lab. Doesn't it, it doesn't feel organized and precise to you inside. Maybe the outside is the lab. You know, but to it me, didn't. the inside did. Um, I think it was because they made fun of whatever they were um, sitting on, like the couch or the coffee mm. table or something. They were like, it was being described as like falling apart or old or like the place looked uninhabited. So it just gave me the impression that it matched the ugly exterior as well. Um, but maybe that's on me. I like how it's know. lined with books. That I did like. I feel like you were into that. That was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Even like the door open and it was like half the bookshelf. And that that's actually cool. surprised me. Yeah. I didn't think he was a reader. thought Snape was one of us. Non-reader, you know? No, he's over here. Um, so you, <laughs> if you don't think this is where Snape is living, why do you think he's here? What is what is the point of being at Spinner's End? I thought here? of it being um, something that Voldemort commanded, like that they both go there. Like, Wormtail, Snape, you have to do something together. Go to, like, this place. I don't know why. Um, yeah, I don't know. But that was the impression I got, that they were both... Over like there, out. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, yeah, could be. Um, although for what? I don't know. Because um, it, it just feels like a weird environment. Has Snape been here other summers every every year in between uh, school years? It's possible. Maybe even if it isn't his home, maybe his house is literally right next door. Do you think... Uh, I like, don't know. The... Narcissa and um, uh, Bella, do you think they grew up rich? Yeah. Do you think Snape grew up rich? Does he have that feel? No, I don't think so. Because he was an orphan. Yeah. So even if he came from a rich family, he was in he was in homes. He was an orphan. Where are you getting that? Um, I think when we did one of the flashbacks, like early on, and ooh, actually, am I just confusing Tom. him with Tom Riddle? Wow, I think I am. Um, I think so. Maybe Snape's not an orphan. He gives me orphan vibes. Or maybe just because that chapter with Tom Riddle, I literally thought was Snape the whole time I was reading it until we knew who it was. Um, hmm. Yeah, maybe Snape's not an orphan. Danny's going to have to reread the whole series real quick. Yeah, like, oh, I want to go back and figure it out. Why did I think that? Um, I think of him as being... No, that was Tom, wasn't it? Nothing with Snape. I just get the impression he doesn't have a lot of love in his life. Um... Because he is so bitter. So maybe I think of him as being very similar to Voldemort. So I'm not sure if I pulled that from anything specific. Um, but yeah, I he does not strike me as someone who has family in the picture mm. um, for any reason. Um, and I feel like that's part of the reason Dumbledore took him under his wing. So yeah, not sure. Mm. Yeah, like, Jen, what do you think they're doing here? Why are they in this little spot? We know that... we So, <laughs> we know that Narcissa <laughs> and Bella are there because Narcissa wants to go talk to Snape, but why is Snape and Wormtail here? Is this just, like, where Snape goes for summer vacation? I don't know, because it, it's weird that Wormtail is there, too. I'm like, I feel like the Dark Lord just, like... Um, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Feel like he stationed them there for something. He like got rid of him quickly. What's the word I want for that? Wormtail, like you did your job, and now mm. he doesn't me. actually need him anymore. Yeah, yeah, 
Disposable. That's the word I yeah. wanted. Mm. It took me a while. Um, and I don't know if Snape's in charge of something like the next plot. So Wormtail is just like the sidekick that has to help with all these um, next step projects or attacks. Because what is Wormtail helping Snape with? This is during the summer, right? This is where we're at. The yep. summer. Still. It seems like it, yeah. Yeah, it does seem like that. So Snape would be home. It technically could be a flashback. We don't really know that yet. But from this point, you're kind of assuming this yeah. is just happening in, in the present moment. Because we know it has to be relatively present only because of um, Lucius going to jail. Yeah. But he could have gotten to jail before. Could he? That's actually yeah. true. Because I like was like before he got dismissed curious, the first time. Where yeah. is jail? All of the dementors are not there. I didn't think a jail existed. Mm. I think it still could. Hermione created her own personal jail in a jar. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I think they could come up with something, but that's a good point. It doesn't what have if to it be isn't Azkaban. Present time, like I was thinking at first. If it isn't present time, yeah. Um, so you're saying the first time Voldemort the was Bellatrix rising. Is, well. well, here's the reason it couldn't be. Draco is old enough to do something. So it can't be uh, all the way true, back true, there. Okay. Draco has to be of independent mind to take action. Um, so it would have to be in the last few years. Yeah, no, it has to be between the end of the book because they talked about what happened in um, with the prophecy and everything. So it really oh, has yeah, to be yeah. from the end of the book to it's sometime in the it's summer. Like payback yeah, her. it doesn't have to be a perfect timeline. But honestly, by the end of the chapter... The specifics don't seem to matter unless we find out later what they were doing here. Like, where's the Order of the Phoenix right now? And, and, Do they yeah. have their headquarters in this mill and they're on a stakeout trying to uh, spy on the, the order? And what is Wormtail? Again, maybe one of the biggest questions for this is what is Wormtail actually helping Snape with? He doesn't seem that good at stuff. Yeah. But he's better than most people at becoming a rat. So that's people... something. Snape wouldn't let him listen in on their conversation. So he is on the outs. Still. Yeah, yeah. He is not respected. Um, Yeah, what can Wormtail do? But he's got that cool hand now, the arm. <laughs> Does the cool hand give him power that's helpful? It's probably more. Maybe. It's probably more loyal than he is. Or Whoa. Not loyal. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. Hmm. So we get this line. Um, and this is kind of the intro for it. Some of the street lamps were broken. The two women were running between patches of light and deep darkness. The pursuer caught up with her prey just as she turned another corner, this time succeeding in catching hold of her arm and swinging her around so that they faced each other. Sissy, you must not do this. You can't trust him. The Dark Lord trusts him, doesn't he? The Dark Lord is, I believe, mistaken, Bella panted. And her eyes gleamed momentarily under her hood as she looked around to check that they were indeed alone. In case, in any case, we were told not to speak of the plan to anyone. This is a betrayal of the Dark Lords. Let's go, Bella, snarled, snarled Narcissa, and she drew a wand from beneath her cloak, holding it threateningly in the other's face. Bella merely laughed. Sissy, your own sister? You wouldn't. There's nothing I wouldn't do anymore, Narcissa breathed, a note of hysteria in her voice. So you mentioned this before too, Danny, but what do you think the comparison is between, and this may be a weird one, but what do you think the comparison is between Lily and James or Lily and Harry 
and Narcissa and Draco. Hmm. That is interesting. Because you mentioned like this is a mother's love. You don't want to get in. This is like a mother. <clears throat> yeah. To, like defend her son here. She's and, willing to betray the Dark Lord. Hmm. Um, and I bet when before she had kids, she would never imagine that. So it's just interesting that it feels like a mother's love goes beyond everything else at mm. this point, um, which is what happened to, I guess, between Lily and Harry. And that's why Harry survived because of how powerful that love is. And that's what's causing this. It feels like Narcissa would be loyal in every other way until Voldemort you know, threatened the safety of her son. Um, so I don't know. It's interesting. But isn't it that, that theme from the other book that was like, wasn't it with Tom Riddle or the dark Lord? And it was the last book, right? With the love that like Harry loved, like his friends or family. And, and that's the difference. He let go of him. Yeah. So I wonder if oh, oh, yeah. the Death Eaters start having that feeling or emotions with that outweigh his power. Hmm. Hmm. Like it might actually impact his power. Hmm. Like trolls. <laughs> <laughs> what? Hmm. We watched Trolls. Oh, the movie. The movie. Yeah, my godson loves Sorry. that movie. He watches it all Not the time, like every day. Oh, wow. Great movie, honestly. <laughs> oh no, they're giants. Sorry. But you know, similar. Yeah. They want to eat the trolls, so they're happy. <laughs> but they can actually be happy on their own. Mm. So that's all he needs. He needs to eat a troll. <laughs> 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 but it is interesting just because it, it brings us back to what does Voldemort want? And why do people follow him? Mm -hmm. And ultimately, at a certain point people are forced to choose and Bellatrix here is saying at some point she makes a comment about like if she had kids I forget what she says but like she would be honored yeah. to like sacrifice them for the Dark Lord very easy to say when you don't actually have kids yeah. I don't think that would be true I, th I bet Narcissa would have said something similar before she had Draco um, but then all of a sudden everything changes and it's just an interesting position um, and the fact that Snape also was willing to to kind of go there with her and like protect Draco like a little bit. The whole thing was a little confusing um, just because there's a lot going on. But with Snape, though, he's around kids all the time. I feel like now it's like a little bit. Maybe it is different for him, which is why it was easier for him hmm. to do the unbreakable curse, which I don't even understand what that is. Yeah. Hmm. And he actually it seems like he really does like Draco. Like there's, there's an actual like bit of a bond there. Like he's protective of him and also sees the danger. And he's, he, it almost like was like, he was already made up in his own mind to protect Draco. But what if he's doing this unbreakable curse? Cause we don't really know what it is. Right. Yeah. So if he is actually good, it would be so easy to do this unbreakable curse because you want to get the dark Lord. You don't, you're not going to put Draco in danger. You're going to like protect him in a way of protecting Harry and the good side. Wait, you're going to, he's going to protect Draco as a way of protecting Harry and the good side. What I'm trying to say is that 
I feel like it's easier to do this kind of deal with his mom. Hmm. If he's Draco's good. mom. If he's good. <clears throat> well, know. this brings up the question. Who does Snape plan on killing? Because what the Dark Lord is asking Draco to do is kill somebody, right? Hair is Where are you like getting hair. that? Well, it was implied that he That's was like, it it's like a dark really? deed. Yeah. So basically, um, let me see. Um, or is it Dumbledore? <laughs> Could it be Dumbledore? I don't know. It's to kill someone. So I either Harry, it's or, Harry Dumbledore. or Dumbledore. Because you don't? No, because the thing is, they were asking Draco to do it. Then Narcissa says... If he can't do it, Snape, you need to step in and do this. Almost like it would be very difficult for Draco to do it and could get him killed, but it would be easy for Snape to do it. So it left me thinking it's someone more powerful than Draco, less powerful than Snape. And I don't know if Narcissa views Harry as more powerful than Draco. So I almost... As a mom, I assume she views Draco as like a better wizard than her, his peers. So I was thinking this must be another teacher, someone who is. We're led to believe it's Harry, I think. I think that's how we're supposed to read this chapter. So at the end, we're like, oh, no, Harry's going to get killed. But then I just don't think it's going to be him. So I think in the end, it's it has to be some other teacher like McGonagall or someone like else that we like who then the goal is to kill them and we don't really know why they would need to die. Um, but yeah, but I'm going to try and find where that came from. Yeah. And we'll, uh, we'll get to those too. Cause that's kind of the end of this with the unbreakable okay, yeah, battle, we'll with everything there. they were saying. Cause that's, uh, that's some confusing <laughs> we stuff. We keep wanting to go there. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I do. I want to talk about that, but I also want to talk about whether Snape is good or not. Cause there's a lot of these questions that come up and I just want to read this longer line right, for read you. It. <laughs> She's like, fine. all right fine i'll read this <laughs> narcissa i think we ought to hear what bellatrix is bursting to say it will save tedious interruptions well continue bellatrix said snape why is it that you do not trust me a hundred reasons she said loudly striding out from behind the sofa to slam her glasses upon the table where to start where were you when the dark lord fell why did you never make any attempts to find him when he vanished? What have you been doing all these years that you've lived in Dumbledore's pocket? Why did you stop the Dark Lord from procuring the Philosopher's Stone or the Sorcerer's Stone? I'm reading also from the British version, so just beware. That's, mm. that's uh, I can copy-paste some of that online easier. Why did you not return at once when the Dark Lord was reborn? Where were you a few weeks ago when we battled to retrieve the prophecy from the Dark Lord? And why, Snape, is Harry Potter still alive when you have had him at your mercy for five years? She paused, her chest rising and falling rapidly, the color high in her cheeks. Behind her, Narcissa sat motionless, her face still hidden in her hands. Snape smiled. Before I answer you, oh yes, Bellatrix, I am going to answer. You can carry my words back to others who whispered behind my back and carry false tales of my treachery to the Dark Lord. Before I answer you, I say, let me ask a question in turn. Do you really think that the Dark Lord has not asked me each and every one of those questions? And do you really think that, had I not been able to give satisfactory answers, I would be sitting here talking to you? She hesitated. I know he, <laughs> <laughs> I know he believes you, but 
you think he is mistaken or that I have somehow hoodwinked him, fooled the Dark Lord, the greatest wizard, the most accomplished legilimens the world has ever seen? The most accomplished? I know. Okay. The whole world has ever seen? I know. So is who's right? I feel like he could just be saying that. Remember like Crouch Jr. was saying... What was he saying? Similar things to Harry about like, oh, you'd oh, be like a great or yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. So that's what it felt like to me. It's partly because I don't want to believe he's. Yeah, know. no, no, I know what you mean. Um, again, because we haven't seen him do anything that evil yet. Um, and he could also be real. What if Snape is the greatest accomplished one? And he's just saying, yeah, he's, he's the saying, greatest like, yeah, he's accomplished the best, even though Snape's really better. No, I'm better than you. He's being like a little humble brag right there. Yeah. So just well, I haven't humility. heard that word in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. And here is a note too um, about uh, um, why the pop is louder. Maybe it isn't butt stuff because it goes, she paused, her chest rising and falling rapidly, the color high in her cheeks. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you guys were mentioning before when I read that line and I... It's the uh, immaturity in me, the cheeks. And then he laughed and I still didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> now I get it. High um, in the cheeks. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so again, is is uh Snape fooling Voldemort or is he fooling Dumbledore? Great question. I that, feel like he's fooling both of to? them right now. Hmm. He's going to be his own. No, no. I think he ultimately will choose, but I'm not convinced he's chosen yet. Hmm. He's playing the sides maybe a little to just see who's going to win. And and that's why he's he's being flaky he on both ends. Well, he just doesn't want to be dead, I guess. Okay, that's, like, a, that's a great question, Jen. What is he getting out of this from lying on both sides? I have no idea because he doesn't have anyone. Like it, it comes off like he's he's a bit of a coward because when Voldemort fell, he stayed stationed at Hogwarts where he was and then became boys with Dumbledore. And then he comes back and somehow is able to like maintain that he was like loyal that whole time. And then he's convinced Voldemort and Dumbledore, the opposing forces here that he's on their side. So he's, that reminds me of Wormtail, like in just that, he can just play the field. He just kind of goes out there. He like he's doing whatever he needs to to survive. It's the only thing we can gather. No, but Wormtail is different. Wormtail actually needs something to survive. Snape has made a name think, for himself, and hmm. I don't think he actually needs anyone. It's just what does he, he want? Anyone. What does he want? Any ideas? No, I wish they did more flashback to his childhood. Then maybe I'd have a better idea now. Nope. Um, yeah, what does Snape actually want? What is his what is the motive? What is the thing that he's looking to get? Is like what's his backstory? We don't know, John. <laughs> and I'm mad about that. Yeah, what is his backstory? Why are you mad about that? Because <laughs> she doesn't have answers. <laughs> I want answers. I wish they would have done a more of a flashback in the last book when he's going in his mind, Harry. Figuring out hmm. what's going on. But he's been a very curious lad because he was <laughs> following. <Lad! laughs> 
Yeah, I'm looking at him, so I figured that would be a word Danny would use. Yeah, I would. I'm I proud. Okay. Okay. We're turning into the same person. And, and with this whole thing, what was the chapter that you go into Snape's memory called? Legitimate. Snape. No, it was his worst memory. <laughs> oh, the confidence that you said that. <laughs> Legitimate. Snape. Just because I can say it, yeah. it makes me feel good. Air high five. Good job. Um, it was called Snape's worst memory. Do you think you actually saw his worst memory, or was Harry pulled out before? You saw, saw the, the worst word. part of that memory. Yeah, I think we he was pulled out. Before. Pulled out prematurely. That but. was not it. <laughs> yeah, that was for Kristen. <laughs> that was for Kristen. But what happened after that memory? <laughs> I thought we were gonna just throw it in there as like a quick little move on, but no, impossible. No that was that was too good. <laughs> run. Um, wow, this is. Mead, yay. Um, <laughs> Brandy, you mean? <laughs> well, both, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think that we did not get the full picture. Nothing about that seemed to be the worst. No, I shouldn't say nothing. That was bad. That was a bad memory. But maybe that was a turning point for something. Like, I don't know. Yeah, we or we missed full... context. We missed something. Time out. If, let's say, let's run through two scenarios. <laughs> let's say we have the full memory. Let's say that was mm -hmm. the full memory. Why would that be his worst memory? It would have to be a turning point for him, like a deep insecurity already. Wait, can we just refresh this memory? Oh, he yeah, yeah, getting, yeah, good point, good he point. He followed, is this when he followed no, them? This is a different this one. This is different. When he right. was just After minding finals. his business yeah. well, and they wanted is, to go pick on him. He was taking the OWLs yeah. um, and the, he was just kind of walking out, out and he was like looking at his notes, making sure he's <clears> to check things and then James... Sirius, Lupin, Wormtail were behind him, and they just picked a fight with him. They flipped him upside down and took his trousers off. Yep. And we're hanging him yeah, from there. Yeah. And then um what happens after that? Lily, I right? I think Lily steps in. Yeah, and she's like, take him down or like something yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah. Don't stood up then, for him a little bit. Yeah. yeah, Lily stands up for him. He and like shoves Snape Lily said something to lily right to shut her up i think yeah does he just say shut up or something like that I don't remember. and then i think that's when the memory ends like it, he wanted to stand up for himself he didn't want like a female to stand up for him it definitely or yeah anyone yeah to stand it, up for him. it seemed like that was almost like He's sexist I was gonna say. yeah yeah hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if that so, was it why was that the but worst then it's like well if that was it then he maybe wants to get back at all four of them wormtail lupin sirius and james it's just so that a lot of that like felt like it was a common occurrence for him like the bullying felt like kind of normal so what about that would make it the worst but again even like jen just went how is that the worst that's a great question let's say let's go through the other scenario let's say that is not the end of the memory. What happens? Fill in the blanks for what happens right after that. That would that that would become the worst memory. I feel like there'd have to be some kind of escalation. His reputation. Or His something. reputation. I feel like he doesn't have a good reputation. I thought he would accidentally like because what was the part where he he almost died and then James kind of saved, saved him. Life. If that even counts as saving, if you almost kill somebody. Um, which is why was I thought that he all was the same indebted thing? to Harry somehow or James. Yeah, like to some level. 
could this be all part of that same memory though? Like then it was that night when, because we already get the impression, right? That Lupin was nearing, um, werewolf time. So <laughs> could it have month. been like then that night where he was going to go off to the shack, the shack. And then that's when they tricked Snape to send him down there and change their mind. James went and saved him, whatever. Um, cause that feels worse to me. Life or death situations getting saved by the person you hate so much maybe but then that's like a pride thing too yeah, yeah is that sure. is that the worst i guess the worst that's not that's not such a bad life if that's your worst memory but it's I'd, pretty bad though well, i also wonder does he want to be the best at blank i don't know what that is yeah. and he was studying his notes and stuff so like maybe he actually has to study whereas these other people have been just naturals. naturally talented hmm. Hmm. and he's trying to make up for that hmm. or maybe he doesn't hmm. like i don't know could yeah, you, you just don't know his backstory yet really yeah and i'm wondering if uh if voldemort gets involved somehow because if for it to be his worst memory, it has to be like a major turning point. So I'm wondering if this is somehow what brings him to Voldemort to begin with. Yeah. And then if so, that would mean he's mildly regretting the path that brought him to the Death Eater side of things. Um, but he's trapped in it now. Maybe. I am curious. All these Death Eaters, do they have people that they love, like families and stuff? Some of them do, a lot of I them. guess. Yeah, right? families for sure. Mm -hmm. Like we just know Crab, Goyle, and uh, Malfoy. You know, those three are all Or was it like a families. family affair kind of thing? Like, oh, my dad was in it, so I'm in it. And mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because it seems like some of the Death Eaters... They don't care about people. <laughs> they just true. want power and it, they want maybe, what they yeah. want and they want to hurt people that they don't like. Mm. So I'm just trying to see where Snape falls into that category. <laughs> yeah. And why does he want what they want? If it's uh, to live forever. Is that what they want? Whatever. It seemed Baltimore's like got. A, the one time, right? It was Sorcerer's Stone. Mm hmm. And he also put pieces of his body everywhere. I don't know. <laughs> Dark Lord. <laughs> what? I'm just, he said he put pieces of him everywhere. And I don't even know how I came back together. But I did. The Dark Lord. When he was like. Why are you looking at me like uh, <laughs> making up a story? <laughs> Why did he say that? He said that in like one of his books. Remember like when, when he was he, explaining these books? Like, <laughs> I think that was the beginning of the last one when he was still in worm form, right? Like he was like a little shriveled guy and he was explaining something, but you're saying pieces of himself. No, like not actually pieces, but he said he didn't even know what they were, but he was in he a bunch of different areas. He was like a spirit or like a, yeah, he, he was spread around like, yeah, yeah. And, and that's where Just we, like, that's what I said. Cause yeah, no, you're right. We were talking about like the diary and stuff. Like he put a part of himself in the diary. That was like his memory, whatever. Is that what you mean? Sure. 
Or, well, to be honest, he didn't even know what he was. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm using pieces as like a loose term for like, he had a little bit of him everywhere and then it like came together at it some came point back together. and he became a snake or something. <laughs> he became a snake or something. <laughs> Naturally. Honestly, I don't I love know. these theories so much. I love these theories so much. That's <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, it is, it is worth noting. You don't really know what's going on for his worst memory. So you don't know, maybe like some of it isn't just the stuff that we don't see. I know you just don't know. And you won't let me read faster. But. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) A great transition. Um, again, the question does go back to, is Snape good enough to fool Dumbledore or Voldemort? And who is he fooling? Is he playing them both? Because let's go huh. through some of the Snapes. Or maybe he's just getting back at bullies. I don't know. Yeah, maybe they're, they were both bullies to him in some way. Maybe he he's the whole mastermind behind this thing. Everything. He's the real Dark Lord. Maybe. It was Snape in the end. I don't think so, but sure. He doesn't <laughs> strike real- me as good enough to trick both of them. Maybe that's part of why it feels weird. Like, how could he trick both or either of them, frankly? Is he better? Is he a better wizard than either of them? I don't think so. Do you think he's an able able wizard? If you're to make a power ranking of wizards right now, who are the top five? Dumbledore. Top three, only three. Top three most powerful. He wouldn't be in there. He wouldn't. No. Would he be? Would he crack your top five? Mm, no. Maybe. Because who would it be? Like Voldemort and Dumbledore are in there, right? Yeah, Dumbledore first, of course. Like Kingsley uh, or Tonks. They're Rudy good, McGonagall. but no, I don't. I don't think Tonks so. I know. No, Tonks is a freaking don't hate on Tonks. <laughs> I'm hating on you. I'm talking. Nice. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, it must be somebody we haven't met. Like the people who I older is better. That's what I'm thinking as far as these wizards. The people who are doing the OWLs. Or Nicholas Flamel, like yeah, people Bellatrix in that realm. Seems kind of good too. Yeah. She does seem very good. Yeah, yeah so yeah. she would have been up there. You think she'd be third? No, I'm just saying top five. Maybe. I don't know enough about Snape. All I know is he does yeah. potions really well, which maybe is really hard, and a lot of people can't do because they go to him for potions. So yeah, it is a tough he thing. He could be up there. Maybe he took a polyjuice potion, <laughs> and he's not really Snape. He's what Dumbledore. The? What the? Whoa. That would be wild. That would be a wild, a wild turn of events. That would be wild. Let's go through, hmm, let's go through uh, Bellatrix's <laughs> questions. <laughs> they were great questions. I didn't I think he yep. wanted, I didn't think he would answer them. Like mm-hmm. when Agreed. he said, okay, mm-hmm. like ask, I was shocked. Yeah. I was like, what are you going to say to that? Yep. I thought you're on the good side. <laughs> so what was his answer to why didn't he attempt to find the Dark Lord? He thought he was actually dead. Is that a satisfactory answer? Seems like it. I think it's like an honest answer. Yeah. Except that it seems like Voldemort was farther along the path to immortality than any. So whatever that means, if Snape was in the loop for that plan and he thought it might be a possibility that Voldemort was partially immortal then he kind of loses that excuse. But it was good enough for Bellatrix, and she was so skeptical that um, I guess it's a good enough answer. Um, It does kind of explain it. Still feels a little weird, though. 
Cause he seems like he's in the inner circle. Like he's, uh, almost not quite the most faithful, but like similar. I don't know. Should we go back to that? The most I faithful. I knew because he always said yeah, that. I, I remembered it in this chapter. I don't think the most faithful one is one. Well, now I'm confused. And so it was most faithful, left forever, and soon will be killed? Yeah. Right? Like left forever, never to return, then someone we have to kill and the most faithful? the most faithful, everyone thinks of the most faithful, which I find so It's true. Funny. There yeah. are so many people saying that. But at the time, we had our various theories. But now that we know a little bit more, at the time, the most faithful from Voldemort's perspective was Crouch Jr., right? Because he at said the time, most faithful is at real. Hogwarts. And then he said, somebody has left forever and will be killed. Karkarov and then oh and the coward I thought Karkarov was the coward but then which one was Snape Snape was the one who left forever yeah that's what I thought okay so I forget how what how they worded it coward will be killed but then now oh well I guess it, it doesn't matter because when Voldemort said that that's all he knew he thought Snape was not loyal to him Snape came back two hours later after everything was said and done. So Cedric was already dead. Harry was back. They caught Crouch Jr. Then Snape goes back to him. That's what he said. Why, Dumbledore's why did he do instructions. That? So he didn't return when the Dark Mark burned immediately. Hmm. He returned two hours later. Why? What was Snape's explanation for why he returned two hours later? Because it would look suspicious to Dumbledore. Yeah. He so wanted he, to keep that loyalty because mm-hmm. if he was back, he could still use that as like be a, spy. a spy thing. Yeah. But I don't understand the timing. What does two hours mean? I don't. Think I know it's much. delayed, but like, yeah. what was the two hours that was like? Hey, it was so within that two hours. Remember the one conversation, and this is like going to flirt between your minds. So there, there's a conversation where Dumbledore is in the office after book four, and he's with. Remember, he's with McGonagall. He's with Hagrid, with Snape, with Harry, and he has like a charging for all of them. Yep. And then he tells uh, Hagrid, he yeah. said, if you and Maxime are ready, please go. Like he, I, I don't think we knew he was going to go see that, but he's like, mm-hmm. go do your tasks. And then do you remember what he says to Snape? It was like a prearranged thing. He didn't say much. Yeah. He basically said, go and do the thing we talked about. Yeah. And we, or I don't know, we, I thought he was going to do something with the Dementors because. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you mentioned that. Only because that's what Fudge was failing to do. But so, he could have been going to play the Lord Lord Voldemort. Yeah, exactly. So I think I was just wrong about that because what we know is he Dumbledore sent him to Voldemort. That oh well, that's what Snape claims here that he waited two hours and then Dumbledore sent him on a mission to Voldemort as a spy. So this was the line. It's implied, right? Severus said Dumbledore turning to Snape. You know what I must ask you to do. If you are ready, if you are prepared. I am, said Snape. He looked slightly paler than usual, and his cold black eyes glittered strangely. Then good luck, said Dumbledore. So there's even a whole side question. So then it seems like he's telling him to go. But there's a whole different part of that. Why is Snape pale in this moment? Is he pale because he's lying to Dumbledore, saying he's going to go back? Or is, is he even going back to Voldemort at this point? Is this what they're talking about? Is Dumbledore really meaning go to the Dementors? And he actually ends up going to Voldemort so he can stay in a spy position? You don't know what's happening at all with this, which is but why it it's so confusing. Like if you're a lot, 
I don't know. If you're lying to someone, I don't think you change. He's been lying. Like, if he actually is bad, he's been lying to Dumbledore the whole time. So yeah. he wouldn't change all of a sudden his face expression or his coloring because he's nervous about it. He's been lying to him from the get-go. If he is changing color, it seems more so that he's afraid of being in the presence of the Dark Lord. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that could and be fair. probably because he has to lie to him. <laughs> or he just doesn't want to see him. Well, for lying or for telling the truth, he has to convince the Dark Lord that he's still on his side. Right. Which but is daunting no matter what. Right. And that's why I would think yeah. he would change colors. Yeah. No, that's scary because even it seems like even people that are on Voldemort's side are scared of him because he's so cruel. So that's like, that's a reason to get a little pale, you know? Hmm. Dumbledore's orders. But he could have done the pensieve thing. That would have been, don't to you To do think? what? To take out memories and then go to Lord Voldemort and say all these things and have <clears throat> gaps that he wouldn't know about. Hmm. If you... Take a memory out. Because she's really good at doing Mm. that, of like introducing something and then you don't see it for a while and then it comes up again later. Yeah. And it was really important. Ooh, (laughs) vial of blood. Half blood prince. Um, Yeah, he definitely could hide his memories, but that means they're sitting in a pensieve somewhere or, or like, that's pretty sketchy. At Hogwarts, though? I guess, yeah. He does hide his memories. For part of it. Yeah, because he was hiding his memories from Harry, so we know he's... He does hide his memories. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he talking so weak? Look over at Chipmunk Cheek. <laughs> sorry. A lot of people have made comments that they don't like chewing on Yeah, I know. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. Sometimes we're chewers. <laughs> Sometimes we're annoying. I'll try not to be sipper either. Um... I forgot what he was saying. I got distracted by his mouth full of banana bread. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. You just don't know who he's duping at this point. Yep. And that's why I think he's duping both of them. And Jen knows. (laughs) I know. (laughs) In her head, she knows. (laughs) But I'm going to be wrong. it, It flips all the time. Like at this point, you're like, oh, he's answering these questions actually really well. I don't know if he actually could fool Voldemort. Maybe he could fool Dumbledore. Oh, yeah, that's what I was. No, I'm just saying, like, he could leave. Why can't uh, Lord Voldemort cannot go into Hogwarts, it seems, or he doesn't want to. So why couldn't he leave his memories in there and then Mm. comes back and gets them? No, he could. But maybe even the whole idea of leaving memories feels weird, because if someone was good at legitimacy, couldn't they see the memory of you hiding memories? Mm. And be like, what were you doing at that pensive pulling all those memories out? <laughs> like, even if you you don't get the part like before you're putting your wand up, you would get the memory where the wand is actually going down to put the memories or in. Or right? he's better than Lord Voldemort, which we said. Right. Too. But that feels harder to wrap my mind around. Why? Snape being the the best legilimens the world has ever seen. He's to himself all the time. I guess I you're like right. He's just his own lot. thoughts. That, that's fair. If he's living in the past big time, just doing Snape life reruns every night, <laughs> just trying to like pull memories out and be like, yo, look at that. I was so cool in that moment. Or more likely, oof, that was so terrible. That was so embarrassing. Who do you um, think hmm. out of the three, Snape, Dumbledore, Voldemort, who is the best legilimens and Occlumens? 
Or, I mean, who's just the best at that art, those things? Wait, can we... Aquaman's is defending. Yeah. And legitimacy. Yeah, Aquaman's is, is shutting your mind off and legitimacy is like invading someone's mind. Yeah. So let's just lump, the bo- lump, lump them both together. Who is the best at that? Because oh. whoever is the best at that right now is the person that's coming out of this victorious. I think, I think of Voldemort. So if Voldemort's doing that, then Dumbledore... I mean... There's a huge byline too with like just real life when you love, you're naive and Dumbledore's biggest thing is love is the most powerful thing. So maybe he's naive and kind of maybe has romantic feelings to Snape. I don't know. <laughs> maybe he is just like banking on that idea. <laughs> so he's being naive in the whole idea of love. And Voldemort can actually see straight because he's he's not, he doesn't have... Oh, wow, that was, I did or not what that about Snape? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I missed that. Hmm. So all sorts of this stuff. Even There's even these other questions. Why didn't Snape fight at the Ministry? That was weird. Yeah. I For loved, one side or the other. I don't know why he wasn't there. <laughs> I loved his response. So he's like, forgive me. You were fighting six Oh, I know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Great like, response. Bella, you got to step up And I'm picturing him in like the movie saying it. Like in his, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Bella got so mad. And then why did Snape not kill Harry Potter? What was his answer? Why has he Snape not done that? He was curious what he was going to be like because yeah. he had some dark characteristics. Some rumors that he could be a dark wizard. And again, and then this- he, he, people would follow Harry. Yeah. As the next Dark Lord, if Voldemort never came back, that's intense. It makes you think that in this, like all these questions you kind of go back and forth with. But this one to me, it like is pointing at Snape being bad because he's looking for the next great dark wizard. So because Harry but Potter wasn't. He's, always, but he's also talking to these two. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. So he could be duping. So hmm. Bellatrix, you have to play into the Dark Lord stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He's hamming it up a little bit for sure. Um, why? So were Snape's answers satisfying to you? Yeah. I thought they were pretty good. They yeah. were yeah, great answers. They just didn't tell I was us much. Finally getting answers. And then what? <laughs> we're getting the most answers we've got. We are getting we're getting a lot <laughs> so. of answers. I just mean as far as whether he's good or bad. Just more questions. I'm like, they too, were very but... satisfying answers, but they were all evil answers. Um, so this is we don't this, know is, whether a, to believe this them. is another line that I think we got to talk about because this is the last question. You are avoiding my last question, Snape Harry Potter. Uh, oh no, sorry. <laughs> you are avoiding my last question, Snape Harry Potter. You could have killed him at any point in the last five years. You have not done it. Why? Have you discussed this matter with the Dark Lord? Asked Snape. He. Lately, we. I am asking you, Snape. If I had murdered Harry Potter, the Dark Lord could not have used his blood to regenerate, making him invincible. Is the Dark Lord... We've never really known that he's invincible up until this point. Is the Dark Lord invincible because he has Harry's blood? So, what does this mean for the prophecy? I don't think it's he's invincible. Changed. The prophecy might have changed, right? Yeah. Because now no, the, he what? has... What? How could the prophecy change? Because that was before... I'm allowed to do whatever I want. <laughs> yeah, true. Well, yeah, the prophecy was before... Uh, <laughs> She's like, I changed I mean, it's it. prophesying <laughs> about the chosen one. We're going to talk about that in a second. But. Yeah. Well, now I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Sorry. Um, can a prophecy change? Hmm. Because the prophecy was made before Voldemort rose to power. 
for the second time. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's something there's something in that that the prophecy didn't foretell. Was it, it was like it was also before he died. Yeah. Right. And he was trying to kill that kid. Yeah. So mm-hmm. how could you have known? Was it before he died? Mm-hmm. Yes. It was. Okay. Because he was right looking for the, <laughs> the kid to kill him. And then that's why I'm saying the prophecy could potentially have oh. not foreseen him like dying and coming back to life. So you're saying the prophecy might have just been about when Harry was one and the prophecy was already fulfilled in Harry one, Voldemort lost. And now he's back. Prophecy no. is now gone. I don't know. <laughs> because how could you foresee that he dies comes back to life with harry's blood it's complicated that's for sure is she that good i don't think so don't trelawney <laughs> hmm. the prophecy said that only one could survive right which would have happened already with the first one, right? If if that fulfilled it. Yeah, yeah. like could that have fulfilled the prophecy and then it's but Danny, gone? But you did say that you don't think that he's invincible. So you think Snape is lying in this instance that he's not invincible. Or just leaning into the, the Dark Lord's things. Because I feel like Voldemort is a little bit like, you know, he exaggerates. He doesn't really understand as much as he pretends to understand. Yeah. Um, and even the whole time in the previous book or in book four... We were led to believe that Voldemort could use any one of his enemies, we found out by the end. Um, and Wormtail's like, just use anyone. He could have used Bertha Jorkins, for example. Mm. He chose not to. He chose to wait for Harry. We don't know why, but it's implied here that he waited for Harry, potentially because Harry's blood specifically would make him invincible. Yeah. But why would he think that? Yep. And what I do know is... Well, he thinks that because of the protection of the mother. He oh right because he thinks he's getting some of that protection which just doesn't make sense like the mother's protection is on the the blood and then you steal the blood and you just get the protection we don't know anything about magic but that's what Dumbledore says to Harry later he goes love that runs so deep that it goes into your very skin your very skin so like does it does but Dumbledore's eyes twinkled uh Harry saw something in Dumbledore that looked like victory victory. yep and and that that makes me think. Whatever Harry's blood does is not what Voldemort thinks it does. Hmm. And and I don't even know what that means, but enough that it made Dumbledore <laughs> potentially, although Harry could be a little fallible in this moment, potentially Dumbledore was like, yes, all right, good. Voldemort now is confident, but he shouldn't be. And I don't know why, but I think Dumbledore knows more, more about uh, this than Voldemort. Yeah, that's like a fair. Even though I think Voldemort's a better legilimens. Maybe. Then Dumbledore? Uh, yeah, I think so. Possibly. Um, okay, is Dumbledore getting weak too? They mentioned that in this chapter. Yeah, he's getting his weak. Ha- oh, that's the next chapter. Yeah, his hand. We're going to talk about that in the next chapter. Yeah, I think he's getting weak. <clears throat> well, he said it. Didn't he say in this chapter, right? Yeah. That he's gotten weak and he had yep. a long time to recover. Yeah. he's it older. Dumbledore is growing old. The duel with the Dark Lord last month shook him. He has since sustained a serious injury. Because his reactions are slower than they once were. Through all those years, he has never stopped trusting Severus Snape. And therein lies my great value to the Dark Lord. So is Dumbledore weak? Weaker than he was. Physically. Yeah. Mentally, he's still there. He's with it. But does that that cause for alarm? Is that like a 
a little weak spot in the wall now maybe yeah that's not good that that did not make me feel good battling uh, but i feel like maybe this book is where he's gonna train harry that'd be awesome Dumbledore. yeah even by the end My of the next chapter theory that long drawn out one back in the day oh yeah which one is that I don't need to bring it up again. <laughs> it's so long. And I forget some of it. But basically, Dumbledore was waiting for Harry to train him to take over um, to kill Lord Voldemort. Yeah. All right. Interesting theory. Whatever really interesting episode theory. it is, you can post it on Reddit. I'll go back through the archives and find that. I don't remember when that was. Book two, three. I know it really was you, you. I think you did have that prediction in like book two or three. And I think it was that um, whatever Dumbledore is doing, everything he's doing is leading up to essentially Harry to take over his job of. Yeah. Trying to what was it trying to kill uh, Voldemort or just take over his job of. That he would be the only one that could defeat him because he was getting yeah. too old now. Yeah. So like back in the day he could have, but now he's too old. So he needs to train Harry, the chosen one, to take over and to defeat him. Mm. Makes sense. Okay, the conversation here pivots too, because um, that's even bringing up some of what Jen's saying. Um, I want let's talk about that in the next chapter as well, because that's like a oh, there's so much there. <laughs> but this is another interesting line because the conversation pivots. It says Narcissa looked up at him. Her face eloquent with despair. Yes, Severus, I I think you are the only one who can help me. I have nowhere else to turn. Lucius is in jail, and she closed her eyes, and two large tears seep from beneath her eyelids. The Dark Lord has forbidden me to speak of it, Narcissa continued, her eyes still closed. He wishes none to know of the plan. It is very secret, but if he has forbidden it, you ought not speak, said Snape at once. The Dark Lord's word is law. What is the plan? I'm reading ahead to try and see. Because this is what happens a little bit later. <clears throat> Severus, she whispered, tears sliding down her pale cheeks. My son, my only son. Draco should be proud, said Bellatrix indifferently. <laughs> the Dark Lord is granting him a great honor. And I will say this for Draco. He isn't shrinking away from his duty. He seems glad of a chance to prove himself, excited at the prospect. Severus, oh Severus, would you help him? Would you look after him? See he comes to no harm? I can try. She flung away her glass. It skidded across the table as she slid off the sofa into a kneeling position at Snape's feet, seizing his hand in both of hers and pressed her lips to it. If you are there to protect him, Severus, will you swear it? Will you make the unbreakable vow? The unbreakable vow? Snape's expression was blank, unreadable. Bellatrix, however, let out a cackle of triumphant laughter. So what is the plan, first of all? We'll talk about the Unbreakable Vow in a second, but what is this plan? You guys mentioned killing someone, but yeah. what does it I say I think that? that's what it is. It doesn't. I don't think it does. But it does say that if Draco fails, he will be killed. Mm-hmm. And, and it does say that nobody has yet succeeded. Mm-hmm. So it's something multiple people have tried. Or a person like Voldemort has tried multiple times to kill Harry. So it, it feels like the kind of thing that has been attempted before and failed. That if you fail, it 
ends in death. So that gave me the impression of a duel, a battle of some kind. Again, I'm thinking Harry. I'm thinking this is coming from Voldemort. Voldemort has tried to kill Harry how many times now? <laughs> like five. <laughs> yeah. um, and it has never worked. So now Draco is trying to kill Harry. Um, again, that would be the, the straight read a little bit. It's a little... But I'm still thinking the curveball might be that it's another teacher. I'm thinking McGonagall or Lupin. More powerful, more powerful than Harry, less powerful than Snape. Hmm. Why would they have to kill them? Though? I don't know. We, we don't really know enough information. Um, and why would they get so much honor if Draco can do it? Well, if it was Harry, that makes sense. Getting a lot of honor. Um, or maybe after Harry's most recent display, the rest of the Death Eaters actually respect Harry and they do think that if Draco and Harry fight, Harry will win. Mm. So that's why she's legitimately scared. She's saying Draco won't survive. You have to help him. Um, and yeah, that can make sense. Voldemort's like, Hey, go kill Harry. You're going to get glory if you do. And, uh, now Draco's mom is like, nope, that'll kill him. Snape, help him out. What is the unbreakable vow, though? And what happens when you break an unbreakable vow? I know, I thought something really bad because it was like the unbreakable vow. Mm -hmm. You can't break it. It's unbreakable. <laughs> so funny. So, I, but literally, I'm like, does that mean you literally can't break it? Or it's just that the consequences are so high, it kills you. Yeah, is it like liar liar where you literally can't lie? Right, like it's impossible movie? to it's impossible I, to lie, or is it that <laughs> if you do if you do lie, that's something bad is going to happen to you? I don't know because it sounds like it's similar to it a, weird, a secret keeper thing, right? And like the way the spell like bound bound them, yeah, yeah that, that was cool. So weird. I don't know. It is mm. such a weird part, such a fascinating part. What is actually happening there? And have we seen this before without knowing what it was? Is, like there were other unbreakable bonds yeah. out there? Or Do you vows? think that the unbreakable vow is a good thing or a bad thing? In a weird way, it feels good because it's um, it's a, it's another muggle equivalent. Yeah. It's like a pinky promise, yeah. like a little blood oath. You're swearing <laughs> to somebody. So that feels good. If you say something, you do it. So it's like keeping your word <laughs> so like in a weird way that feels good that feels healthy that's normal um but to have magic supporting it is aggressive there was a there's a funny note when you guys sent us that picture of the harry potter book uh like carved out and then there was a chapter title under it it was chapter uh, it, was all, it was about the unbreakable vow whoa and so, oh i, I thought when it you was guys sent that, i was like oh my gosh that is like the rings in that. I was like, the rings that makes so much sense. But it's like an intense bit of magic. That is so funny because I thought it was the unveil. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Something veiled. It looks like it. Yeah, yeah. It's not. Wow. It was like this part where they're talking about the unbreakable vow. That's funny. But maybe we'll figure more about the unbreakable vow. 
we'll kind of keep this in the back. Well, of obviously, heads. there's a chapter now. <laughs> <laughs> so true. We're gonna find out and all it's about far it. Far in the book because that's carved <laughs> out oh, true, a lot. Like, carved in deep in that little piece of art. Is there anything? Uh, can anything you like else cross your fingers when you're doing the unbreakable? Right. Can you plan ahead before you do the unbreakable <laughs> yeah. vow to that's like an interesting point? Block it crossing ahead of time. your fingers so like the yep. little flames that come out don't actually like bind you or I something. feel like the flames would know yeah but then um, yeah I don't know that was just so strange I'm like is Snape really Snape or is he someone else Ooh. is he trying to dupe the dark lord and yeah I'll do I'll be I'll protect Draco because we're not actually going to do what the lord, dark lord wants that's what I'm if it was Dumbledore at. that would make sense because he has vowed to protect all the students anyway so then he could uh protect Draco that would be funny. Polyjuice just keeps coming back. I know. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Not the again, mask thing. No. They're all just going to keep taking off masks. <laughs> like what was that? Not double. Mission Impossible. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anything else in this chapter before we go on to the next one? I don't know, no, I don't think Danny. so. Nothing Nothing crazy. Kind of covered all our bases there. Yep. It was good to get some answers. Yeah. Some answers. This is a good More chapter, More questions, though. but yeah. some answers. Yeah. We'll go on to the next one. Will and won't. Give me a summary of this chapter. <laughs> this picture is so I funny. Didn't write uh, this is just Dumbledore <laughs> picking up Harry from the Dursleys' house. <laughs> Dumbledore picking up yeah, Harry from the yeah, Dursleys' there, house. Yeah, there wasn't much. It was just uh, packing up a little bit of excitement <laughs> and uh, some funny interactions between Dumbledore and the uh, Dursleys. Yeah. And their mead smacking them yep. in the head. <laughs> Raise our mead glasses. Is it good to get back into Harry's perspective? Yes. It felt like going home. Yeah, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. I'm empty. It's nice. Like the first two chapters, (laughs) you feel a little disoriented and then you're back into his perspective and you're like, ah, it feels home. It feels like this is where we should be. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I like the other stuff better because I like (laughs) to get answers. It's always Harry this and Harry that. <laughs> Harry's always in the dust. <laughs> like, I'm sick of Harry. <laughs> you didn't mention that before. Like, Harry's, for you, is in the most likable character. Hmm. And it, it's interesting because I'm listening to some of the early podcasts. I just want to know what happened. I know. <laughs> Even in some of the early ones, you were like, Harry is so much better because the movie version of Harry sucks. And the, oh, the yeah, book version is great. Right. He's so much funnier, so much better of a friend. He's more of a personality, yes. But he has, sure. he's a bit moodier. He's a bit more complex in the books. Hmm. So he's a little bit more non-likable in the last one. Which is a lot, why a lot of people hate him. But um, it's, yeah, it's weird to get back into his perspective. This is what this is what is the line that we get. This is a prediction that Danny had a while ago. Oh, nice. Though ministry spokes wizards have hitherto refused even to confirm the existence of such a place, a growing number of wizards in the community believe that Death Eaters are now serving sentences in Azkaban for trespasses and attempting theft. Um, we're attempting to steal a prophecy. The nature of that prophecy is unknown, although speculation is rife that it concerns Harry Potter, the only person to have ever known ever known to have survived the killing curse and who is also known to have been at the ministry on the night in question. Some are going so far as to call Potter the chosen one, believing that the prophecy names him as the only one who will be able to rid us of he who must not be named. Is Harry the chosen one? The chosen one motif we we always talk about. Yeah, I think so. 
The books yeah. are named after him after all. Yeah, so. it would be a curveball if it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about the ministry trying to cover all this kind of stuff up? Because they seem like the Ministry of Magic weird. is kind of covering... Even the Hall of Prophecies, no one they knows about the Hall of Prophecies. They literally don't know it exists? They don't know that, Like, the, how? Yeah. So, like, every seer knows that it's a thing? Well, even the seers, do they know when they're giving a real prophecy? Yeah. Trelawney didn't really know. So, if the seers are giving a prophecy, and then Dumbledore is receiving it... Yeah, Dumbledore is in the know, because he's the best. So, he's like, oh, yeah, prophecy time. Let me pull out a little... Uh, crystal ball and capture this prophecy and bring it over to the unspeakables and lock it in a vault forever. But like prophecies are given to somebody so that somebody has to know what to do with the prophecies. Right. Or after the prophecies, is there a prophecy elf who just poofs out of nowhere? Like, Hey, you've just witnessed a prophecy. Please come with me while we <laughs> deposit this in the vault of prophecies. Um, I just like, how can, how can, there, <laughs> how can there be an entire room with just like, towers of these prophecies and nobody knows it exists it just feels a little funny mm. um but maybe that makes sense or they just started wiping people's memories because it was too dangerous to have uh, that knowledge out there <laughs> um yeah weird i did not think that people weren't going to know about it you yeah double negative sloppy i thought people were gonna know about it <laughs> <laughs> there's a time and a place for double negatives come on <laughs> that was um, not it <laughs> that's right it's way more than my sentences so. uh, this is uh this is another article where it says rufus scrimger previously head of the aura office in the department of magical law enforcement has succeeded cornelius fudge as minister for magic the appointment has largely been greeted with enthusiasm by the wizarding community Though rumors of a rift between the new minister and Albus Dumbledore, newly restated chief warlock of the Wizengamot, surfaced within hours of Scrimger taking office. What is the rift between the two? I'm not sure there really is one. Hmm. Fake news. <laughs> um, at least that's what I'm hoping, because I like Scrimger so far. Yeah. He seems cool. Did you think this was real? They've got a little what rift. What page are you on? Oh, sorry. This is the, yeah, 40. The news article. Right in the it. middle of that news article where it's basically confirming that fudge and dumbledore were fighting fudge was like hey dumbledore convince the boy to do something and then we know that scrimgeour scrimger he was writing another note to dumbledore and we don't know if it was in the same vein as fudge or if he was writing about something else this article is making us think that ah, was probably the same thing that fudge was writing about and there's a rift what's the rift i don't know um but i hope it's not really a rift but Dumbledore is now the head Wizengamot guy. It's great. That that makes me feel better. What Chief is that? Warlock. Uh, like right here-ish. Yeah, but like, what does that mean? Oh, that's like the the yeah. whole when group of seventy tried. wizards during yeah. the trial. Oh. That Dumbledore was his like lawyer, but um, they were the gigantic jury basically, and now. Dumbledore is in the position I think that Fudge was in during Harry's trial. Got it. So you got all justice and order. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. That's what Danny does. That's what. <laughs> that's why we love doing the podcast with you because you got all yeah. your notes. Danny would be so great at fan <laughs> fiction for all this stuff. So uh, oh gosh, I'm gonna be married to this. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna be doing fan fiction. We're gonna have Harry Potter room. I'm going to turn the spare We're going to be Harry Potter in the fan fiction. The first time fan fiction writers. 
he's gonna reread this a thousand now, but you just wait. <laughs> Welcome to Diagon Alley. Oh man. Okay. The uh, the uh, ministry leaflet also talks about these creatures called Inferi. Hmm. Fury, whatever yes. they're pronounced. What are they? What do you think these are? Me, let me look. <laughs> he has a theory. What page is that? It talks about them. Hmm. It's like called last... creatures. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't think of them as creatures. I just said, "What is an in, an inferious?" Um, I thought it was like um a tool more than a creature. Okay, so I thought um because it's inferior inferior like less significant i thought of shrinking down you know just like get small run around <laughs> so they're sneaking around as like a little I love mini the sound effect. Uh, <laughs> and uh Jim so, Dale, everyone <laughs> so that's what i thought of in theory like it's like a tool that would make you small maybe um like honey, any I shrunk sighting the kids? of an infurious, like almost like you use an inferior to become infurious, and then your <laughs> honey, I shrunk the kids size, you go running around. Oh, you did hear that, okay? Um, <laughs> but reported immediately. No, that it can't be that though, because that's not threatening enough. I love how your brain works. <laughs> <laughs> Just how you process everything. It's fascinating. Anyway. <laughs> So, yeah. Jen, what did you think the inferior were? Nothing like <laughs> that. <laughs> I skipped right over that. I was like, okay, she was cool. merging. News article. <laughs> I was merging, yep. It's just as a throwaway line. This is the difference between reading and listening. Like, Danny is dissecting everything, and Jen is just, just getting the story. <laughs> also, that's why Jen is, Jen is mad at me for this because, yeah, you're reading too. But Jen is mad at me because she's like, finishes a chapter, and she's like, why can't I go on to the next one? This is stupid. <laughs> I'm like, wait. <laughs> Let's but it's good because you know. Let's dissect every line. You just finished today. We're gonna keep it Danny like two hours to get through like a page. So true. Dissecting every little part of it. I love it. Because um, he wants to beat me at these theories. <laughs> yeah. It's all a competition. It, exactly. But it is um, to me. It's in your mind. Yeah. <laughs> Extra defense. You're like at putting Hogwarts. this on Danny. Yeah, Danny yeah, thinks this is all a competition. competition. And I'm like, we're a like, team. And you're like, no. Predictions in her. So there are extra defensive measures at Hogwarts, including a small task force of Aurors dedicated solely to the protection of Hogwarts school. Enter Tonks. That's my theory. <laughs> um, I think she'd be a great candidate to be at Hogwarts. She hasn't been out that long. You know, she already knows Harry. That's a teammate right there. Yeah. Um, and we already know Kingsley's busy. Obviously, he'd be a great candidate, too. Um, but they're the only orders that come to mind at the moment. Would it be cool if it was someone we, we already knew? If, if Tonks is stationed there? Yeah. And because she's a shapeshifter, she could pretend to be a student. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> she could like, miniaturize herself and be a first year. Yeah. She could infuriate <laughs> herself to be a first year. <laughs> um, I want to read uh, Dumbledore's letter. Because this is like the, the crux of this. Dear Harry, if it is convenient to you, I shall call at number four Privet Drive this coming Friday at 11 p.m. to escort you to the borough where, you've been, where you have been invited to spend the remainder of your school holidays. If you are agreeable... I should also be glad of your assistance in a matter to which I hope to attend on the way to the borough. I shall explain this more fully when I see you. Kindly send your answer by return of this owl. Hoping to see you this Friday, I am 
most sincerely, yours most sincerely, Albus Dumbledore. What do you think this letter? So refreshing. (laughs) In what way? Um, It would just like communication, an open line of communication between Dumbledore and Harry, which we haven't seen in a while. He did say that he apologized. Remember the last book? He felt bad for keeping Harry in the dark. Keeping to his word. But even Harry didn't think he was going to. You didn't think he was going to. No, but Harry was literally so skeptical he didn't even pack his bags. You didn't think. <laughs> no, no, I definitely did. I read that letter and I was like, he's coming. Skeptical? I was like, at literally Hello? 11 on the dot, he's going to show up. But Harry didn't believe Dumbledore because he didn't feel like Dumbledore was coming through for him in the past, probably. And... Well, maybe. But for whatever reason, Harry did not take it seriously. He didn't tell the Dursleys. He didn't pack his bag. And he really didn't. He he couldn't bear the thought of getting his hopes up and then having them dashed to pieces. I feel like he didn't want to want it. He was he was afraid to, like, sense? get excited about it. What yeah. About? You didn't want to want it. He was afraid. What did I say? No, that's a good thing that you said, but I just explained that to me more. He didn't want to want it. Because what you were saying, he didn't want to get his hopes up so that yeah. he would be like yeah, yeah. dashed if he didn't show up. Yeah, it's the hope so, that kills. Because he kept reading the letter, right? Yeah. Yes. Reading so it over was, and over. That yep. showed that he had the hope, but he wasn't going to do anything about yeah. it. Yeah, that's exactly how, how I act in certain things. That's the phrase in uh, in English football or English what's soccer but that they have. It's the hope that kills that you don't get your hopes up for a team because as soon as you get your hopes up, your, your team loses and all your hopes are dashed. And the more that you hope in something, the more that you uh, can get disappointed. And that's mm-hmm. how yeah, I live my life. The greater the hope, the greater the disappointment. That is how I live my life. Have as little hope as possible so you don't get disappointed. I'm just kidding. There's <laughs> <laughs> so a little funny. truth in every just kidding. <laughs> it, is, it is a refreshing letter, though. He's really nice handwriting. Is it? Yep. Uh, True. I wish you wrote our envelopes. Mm, so true. <laughs> um, also, something else I've been saying for a long time. Um, on page 42, they were talking about protecting your home and family against dark forces. They're like, also, agree on security questions with close friends <laughs> because there could be Death Eaters masquerading with polyjuice. I'm like, they should have been doing this books and books ago. As soon as they discovered Polyjuice, they should have been like, mm-hmm. all right, secret handshake and code words. So I'm glad that's finally a thing. And I really hope they implement it because it's the only way we can actually trust people now with Polyjuice all over the place. Yep. And uh, whatever their secret handshake is, we can start doing too. It's going to be great. <laughs> the secret handshake. <laughs> or code words. Or maybe one of their code words becomes the word that's the theme word that John was asking us about. Ooh. <laughs> maybe we'll see a wizard ar- arrives precisely when he means to <laughs> that's what i wrote when a dumbledore arrived <laughs> that's what i was thinking uh, i was thinking of lord of the rings too but yep. i was thinking of um when bellatrix was starting to ask snape all the questions i was thinking of the line where theoden goes where was gondor when the west wall <laughs> yeah. where was gondor when our enemies closed in around us Come on, guys. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I remember. Come on, I've never seen that. No, I know. It'll be no, bonus content. It's going to be great. <laughs> when we do a Lord of the Rings me? in the first time viewers. I have seen it. I don't know. So. Okay. <laughs> hmm. um, okay, another great line. Dumbledore kind of comes in and he goes, I don't mean to be rude. He began, 
in a tone that threatened or sorry, this is Vernon says this. And I got to change my voice for this. I don't mean to be rude. He began in a tone oh, that threatened rudeness in every syllable. So Yet, sadly, accidental rudeness occurs alarmingly often. Dumbledore finished his sentence gravely. Best to say nothing at all, my dear man. Yep. Ah, and this must be Petunia. The kitchen door had opened and there stood Harry's aunt wearing rubber gloves and a house coat over her nightdress, clearly halfway through her usual pre-bedtime wipe down of all kitchen surfaces. Her rather horsey face registered nothing but shock. Albus Dumbledore, said Dumbledore, when Uncle Vernon failed to affect, uh, failed to affect an introduction. We have corresponded, of course. Harry thought this an odd way to remind Aunt Petunia that he had once sent her an exploding letter. But Aunt Petunia did not challenge the term. And this must be your son, Dudley. What do you think of this intro? That Dumbledore kind of steps in, shuts the doors <laughs> so up for a little bit. I love the rudeness one, that comment. Yeah, it was good. Accidental, accidental rudeness. So let's <laughs> I know. not go there. <laughs> so good. Dumbledore runs the room. It's great. Yeah. Always. He's right? a commanding yep. presence. And he's just so calm. I love that. Mm hmm. Doesn't get fired up. And I love Harry's thought here too. Harry thought this an odd way of reminding Aunt Petunia that he had once sent her an exploding letter <laughs> that they had corresponded before. Um, also, it probably means nothing, but I thought it was interesting when Dumbledore walked in. Um, the first thing he said to um, Uncle Vernon, it was a long time since my last visit. I must say your agapanthus are flourishing. So that's the plant, the lily of the Nile. And I wondered mm -hmm. if that was a lily reference um, or something more specific to Harry's mom. And curious that they were growing up <laughs> in the garden. <laughs> I need, I need to well, just for this. Dumbledore to call it out. Yeah. He literally like calls out a random plant on his way in. I mean, it could have just been a throwaway. Like Dumbledore likes plants and he's just like, hey, nice plants there, Vern. Um, way to be a suburban person. Um, but also all the plants to comment on, you know. Did you Google it or you knew that? Oh, no, no. I Googled it. I was like, what's an agapanthus? <laughs> a lily of the Nile. Such a detective over here. Researcher. Yeah. Well, I figured that was safe to Google. I look at the word and I'm like, I can't pronounce that. So anyway, I'll be uh, keeping out my eye for other Plants. Petunia and Lily references. <laughs> well, they're both plant names. So. Exactly. So I, I hope to see those plants in the real world mm. representative of the you people namesakes. Lilies and That's a good idea. It's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is the next line. As he replaced his wand in his pocket, Harry saw that his hand was blackened and shriveled. It looked as though his flesh had been burned away. Sir, what happened to your... That's where it cuts off. What happened to Dumbledore's hand? It was a battle wound. But that's a weird one because we didn't see it in the battle. Mm. He was like hiding it or something. Do you think it was in the battle? Because I was a little skeptical of that. I don't remember. This was like months ago. No, but like I just don't, <laughs> like there could have been something subtle, of course, that like we just missed or we weren't supposed to notice. Um or it could have just been not explicitly said, but just, it hey, was a big it was a big battle. Yeah, yeah like battle, stuff happens battle. in battle. You have some skin knees, some whatever. Um, but, but the fact that it's fighting. blackened and shriveled and couldn't be fixed 
weeks or months later. Um, so you're saying it is it or it is not? I'm it saying this is, is an actually is serious injury. And from Voldemort. I think from Voldemort or from something evil. I'm, I'm not convinced if it happened that night or sometimes since. It's implied that it was that night. And even if it was, I don't think it matters if it was then or another time. But um, something that can't be fixed. This is bad. Real bad. <laughs> um, because we've never seen weakness from Dumbledore before. We've seen some like indecisiveness or making the wrong choice with it. Harry. Yeah, he can still use it. But I imagine not as well as he used to. And we know he's not as quick as he used to because that's what it said. But I don't like to see Dumbledore hurting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It does make you nervous. If Dumbledore is hurting, what else is going on? Or are there going to be a lot of cracks in the wall or something like that? You know? Mm. A few other lines. We're almost done with this one. This is, in the main, fairly straightforward, Dumbledore went on. You add a reasonable amount of gold to your account at Gringotts, <laughs> and you inherit all of Sirius's personal possessions. The slightly problematic part of the legacy. His godfather's dead, said Uncle Vernon loudly from the sofa. Dumbledore and Harry both turned to look at him. A glass of mead was now knocking quite insistently on the side of Vernon's head. He attempted to beat it away. He's dead? His godfather? Yes, said Dumbledore. He did not ask Harry why he had not confided in the Dursleys. Our problem, he continued to Harry, as if there had been no interruption, is that Sirius also left you number 12 Grimald Place. And then it kind of goes on a little bit. He goes, but how are you going to find out if I'm allowed to own it? Fortunately, said Dumbledore, there is a simple test. He placed his empty glass on the small table beside his chair. But before he could do anything else, Uncle Vernon shouted, Will you get these ruddy things off us? <laughs> so Harry great. looked around. <laughs> All three of the Dursleys were, were cowering with their arms over their head as their glasses bounced up and down on their skulls. The contents flying everywhere. You see, Dumbledore said, turning back to Harry and again, speaking as though Uncle Vernon had not uttered, if you had indeed inherited... Uh, oh, sorry. This goes on. I put the little da da da. If you had indeed inherited the house, you have also inherited. He flicked his wand for a fifth time. There was a loud crack, and a house elf appeared, with a snout for a nose, giant bat, giant bat ears, and enormous bloodshot eyes, crouching on the Dursleys' shag carpet and covered in grimy rags. Um, so a few things. This image is great. I love that the mead cups are just knocking on their heads. But how is Dumbledore just able to summon creature like this? Does Dumbledore own creature? It was a weird question. I don't think he could own creature. But how does he just like snap his? Yeah, wand I'm curious and too. And the same thing later with Harry's bags and like yeah. other stuff. He's like just sending things away. Like how do you do that? It's pretty Dumbledore. advanced. Yeah, it's a thing, right? They I don't, don't really treat them as like. I took this to mean he called to creature and creature came by free will uh. out of fear of Dumbledore maybe the same way Peeves only listens to Dumbledore because Dumbledore's just got power so when Dumbledore tells you to do something you do it so Dumbledore says hey I'm going to send you some little magical signal and when I do you show up or else he's only listens to the bloody Baron oh wow this is so <laughs> great um I don't think right. I, ever, I don't think Dumbledore and Peeves interact all that much yeah you're honest. right I don't think we've seen them interact but in my head I was thinking 
he threatened him one time or maybe I'm thinking McGonagall actually, but yeah, um, that's a good point. But I feel like can Dumbledore just apparate somebody to himself. That feels intense. But the Harry, you believe that Harry owns creature now. Correct? I think there's a 60% chance that's the way it happened. Okay. And there's a 40% chance that Bellatrix got to him first and said, if Harry comes pretending you're his play along. But do you think Dumbledore would be that? Uh, do you think that's why Dumbledore snapped his wand? Do you think creature was in Dumbledore's possession the minute everything happened? Would Dumbledore, would, would Dumbledore hmm. be this thick to not let, to let this happen again? Where creature betrays, betrays, them, betrays again? them again. I sure hope not. But I don't know because I'm still curious why he creatures around like is letting him into Hogwarts really a good idea right now. Mm. It seems like a terrible idea, actually. So Dumbledore suggesting it feels so strange. I'm like, why is that better? If Harry's at Hogwarts, let creatures stay where he is in 12 Grimald. He's mm. not doing anyone any harm there. He can at least keep it from getting dusty and like yeah. whatever. Um, so I, I don't understand why. Mm. What do you think, Jen? Is this a good idea? I don't know what else you would do with him, though. Yeah, what do you do? Gotta do something. Yeah. Because he'll just go to Bellatrix and share all the feet, the Order of the Phoenix, yeah. which is what Dumbledore was saying. Was I guess he's in closer proximity. Death? Yeah. He's like at Hogwarts, which is closer to Dumbledore, closer to people that can, I don't know, watch over him, maybe. I would, yeah. And I still don't fully understand a house elf's ability to betray, you know, what he's supposed to do Hmm. and whether or not Dobby did. So it's it's, again, if if he's in Hogwarts and he literally cannot betray his destiny, then that's one thing. But I'm still afraid he could. He Hmm. could do what Winky did and kind of resist or get a little bit creative about things. And if he does, then he could betray them in some intense ways mm-hmm. if he's getting the inside scoop at Hogwarts. So I don't like it. Yeah. This is kind of the most important part of this chapter. Um, or maybe not the most important, but like the line that hits the hardest, I think now, as you already know, the wizard called Lord Voldemort has returned to this country. The wizarding community is currently in a state of open warfare. Harry, whom Lord Voldemort has already attempted to kill on numerous occasions, is an even greater danger now than the day when I left him upon your doorstep 15 years ago with a letter explaining about his parents' murder and expressing the hope that you would care for him as though he were your own. Dumbledore paused, and although his voice remained light and calm, he gave no obvious sign of anger. Harry felt a kind of chill emanating from him and noticed that the Dursleys drew very slightly closer together. You did not do as I asked. You have never treated Harry as a son. He has known nothing but neglect and often cruelty at your hands. The best that can be said is that he has at least escaped escaped the appalling damage you have inflicted upon the unfortunate boy sitting between you. What do you think about this line? making Dudley the victim. Mm. It's interesting. Not how I viewed him a little bit, but I like that he's calling him out. Yeah. He's seriously. Being so direct. Yeah. Sticking up for Harry. Do you, uh, does this make you pity 
um, Dudley at all. Yeah, definitely. I feel bad for him. Because Dumbledore is so good at this stuff. Yeah. If Dumbledore is saying Dudley is a victim, that just confirms that the Dursleys are the bad ones in this scenario. Yeah. And there's still hope for uh, Dudley being a wizard, you know? So Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. It's in his blood. <laughs> <laughs> but then, so this is another line that happens after this. None of the Dursleys said anything. Dudley was frowning slightly as though he was still trying to work out whatever had been, whatever... Uh, trying to work out when he had ever been mistreated. Uncle Vernon looked as though he had uh, he had something stuck in his throat. And Petunia, however, was oddly flushed. Why is Aunt Petunia oddly flushed? Is she just like a gas that Dumbledore would say that she's treating her son with mistreatment? No, I think she feels guilty. That I she think treated- she, she knows she was cruel. Mm. And never thought anyone would hold her accountable. Mm. A letter is relatively easy to ignore, but this is the first time Dumbledore has been back. Yeah. So I think now it's hitting her a little bit, but I still, there's more to her story. We still don't know. Yeah. So I'm curious what it means, but, but she feels bad. I think she's embarrassed. Did you get that? That was a not affirmative <laughs> for, like mixed with a burp for anyone uh, listening. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Because hmm. when you're confronted with something. Which in a weird way made me like her a little bit. Not like her, but I was just yeah. like, hmm. She actually okay. feels responsibility. She feels something. Vernon, on the other hand, you're almost like everything. All this stems from Vernon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. But it's coming from her too, probably. Yeah. Because she wanted nothing to do with this wizarding world. And then it makes me think of what Lily might have said to Petunia. If anything ever happens to us, or I don't know, maybe that's what like plays in her yep. mind. Yep. But now, Harry, let's step into the night and pursue that flighty temptress adventure. Oh, what a line. <laughs> what a line. <laughs> Where are they going? What are they doing? I don't know, but it actually feels like an adventure. Yeah. This. Harry's bringing his invisibility <laughs> cloak and everything. Oh, it's the front awesome. cover of the book. I know. Yeah. He's bringing his, his invisibility cloak. Yeah. And this is the first time Dumbledore is bringing Harry on a field trip. So There's some kind of trust that's building between yep. the two. That's great. I'm happy yeah. to see it. Yeah. He's got to learn everything. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> I know. How's he going to be headmaster? Yeah, you know, he's really got to learn it all. <laughs> Headmaster in a seventh year. That's the next book. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything else in this chapter? Yeah, everyone is just. I don't. We have such gas right now. So they are loving us listening. (laughs) (laughs) I'm curious if he actually made it so Uncle Vernon couldn't speak because it's like as though he was he struck him dumb. I'm curious if he did. Um. I also like that Dumbledore was humming quietly. Yeah. Curious what he was humming. But again, music, (laughs) a power that goes beyond any magic we teach here. And I'm like, hmm, hmm. What's on, uh, what's on Dumbledore's little Spotify (laughs) playlist, you know? (laughs) That's a good idea. A Dumbledore playlist. I'm sure there's already on there. Yeah, there's there's gotta be that, right? Yeah, 100% playlist out there. He's like, I listen to it every day. He's like my favorite playlist, guys. (laughs) I don't know why my head went to like deep house music or something. That's a good question. Who out of all the characters so far would create the best playlist on Spotify or Apple Music? Thank you. (laughs) 
<laughs> Who's got the best taste in music out of everyone that we've met so far? Lee Jordan. Because who? Lee Jordan. Ooh. You know what? He's got great music <laughs> for sure. It is subjective. Oh my god. This gosh. is subjective because what do you like to listen to? That's true. Yeah. I would listen sure. to Luna's playlist big time. Luna's playlist would be like yeah. artists you have never heard of in mm-hmm. your life. Yeah. <laughs> like that not good, just yeah. like deep cut indie artists. Absolutely. Yeah. Like her friends <laughs> that are like still good musicians. <laughs> hmm. I feel like Ron could create a good playlist. I was thinking yeah. about fun too. Yeah, Hermione he would DJ be on classical weekends. music. Yeah, and I don't <laughs> Hermione, like that. I would yeah. kind of like it, but Hermione's would be like a, you need it on a specific day. What would Harry's mm. be? I feel like it's everything, like rap mixed with like I don't movie, know. Like Depends emo. on the book. Like Phoebe Bridgers on his sad days. And nice. <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> yeah, they, people call her depressed Taylor Swift. Nice. Oh, of course you know. <laughs> yeah. She's her. great. One of my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> Cry me a river. No, like that's what he does when he listens to these songs. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. Hmm. But it was good because it was a song title or a song lyric. Yep. I thought it was funny. I feel like Fred and George would that's be pretty laughed. good. They would have classic <laughs> stuff. Yeah, Fred and George would be good. Hmm. Lee Jordan, I think, would be a great playlist person. I feel like he would just have like one-liners in his songs. Lots of one-liners. Hmm. Lee Jordan would be just a great radio host. That's what she, he should do. Yeah. yeah. When he graduates, just go like start a radio station somewhere. You know. What about Charlie? Charlie. Ooh, he's Charlie. just cool. Wow. Just He's cool. So cool. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that was Bill or Charlie? I don't know. Bill, I yeah, yeah. Bill. I think Bill and Jessica are, are cool yeah. all the same. <laughs> no, Charlie is a Weasley. No, yeah, he's just the other there. brother who he's works just, with dragons. The lesser yeah. cool one, he listens, I guess. He listens to like metal for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay, the dragon one. That's what yeah. I was thinking. But then the one with the earring is Bill. Bill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Gringa. Says, uh, Gringa. Picture Arthur That's listening right. to Sinatra or Dean Martin. Wow. Wait, nice. Who? Arthur Weasley. Or like, oh, yeah, he's listening yeah. to like Elvis trying that. to get, figure out what the muggles are listening to. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice. Hmm. What do you think Dumbledore would listen to? That's what I just can't get. I was just laughing because yeah. I feel like he would make himself laugh trying to listen to like the new upcoming music. I feel like it's, yeah, yeah it's hmm. just like random like droplets of the rain mixed <laughs> yeah. with like yeah, yeah, yeah. the wind and the leaves. Yeah. What is it? Soundscapes. Soundscapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm picturing that like the office where Gabe says something like that and he's being super weird. He's like, I create soundscapes yeah. where I take a single moment in time and spread it out to infinity. And that's like, <laughs> like something like that is what Dumbledore would listen to. But he could actually do that with magic. With magic, he would actually do it. Whoa. <laughs> That's so great. I don't know what playlist Dumbledore is creating, but what I would listen to What does Ginny listen to? Ooh, Ginny. She's got good taste in music. Has great taste in yeah. music. Yeah. Maroon 5. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I think she has better taste than that. Back in the day. Back in the day, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. songs about Jane. She grew out of it, you know, by yeah. this book probably, but. <laughs> the first two CDs were good. Hey, I've never grown out of it. It's fine, but. John Mayer. I feel like Ginny's oh, yeah, like an original Swifty. Like like Taylor Swift yeah, in the country music era. Okay, mm. so that gets applauded and mine gets booed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Taylor Swift. <laughs> Maroon 5. That is so typical <laughs> girl. Uh, that's great. 
Uh, anyway, any Jonas other points brother. in this last chapter? We can talk about playlists for the entire night. But any, any I keep last looking at Horace. Got to stop. The next chapter, I know. I know. You're allowed to know. read it. Not yet. Not till we oh conclude. <laughs> Horace is a any of that on this sluggy podcast. guy. Good thing Who is he? Disciplined. Who is <laughs> this man? I don't think there was it anything else me. in the chapter. <laughs> Like actual words, I'm just hearing your voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, he'll probably share. <laughs> just crop, crop me, crop, crop it, it. crop it. <laughs> no one wants right. to hear my nonsense. Let's go through favorites real quick. Favorite character, favorite moment, and hot tamale. Who wins the house cup? Who wins the hot tamale? What is your favorite moment? One, two, three, <laughs> four. I like Dumbledore. I love the lines he does at. <laughs> oh yeah, because I like to go first. I forgot. <laughs> he was about to have a panic. <laughs> he can't not talk. Or there can't be silence. <laughs> Dumbledore with his lines to the Dursleys was mm, great. It's a great moment. Also, someone has just said that. On Dumbledore's chocolate frog card, it says that he listens to chamber music. What is that? No way. I totally missed that. I guess that's... Wait, uh, is that like the... He's so mad. Choir <laughs> music? No, I'm excited. This is like a... Yeah. It's bonus content. Chamber music? Is that know. like echoey that sounds... choir music or like yeah, something? Yeah, I think so. Like, Someone, like a chamber you, of monks yeah. or something? Can we something? Google yeah, it maybe. so we like, can I'm hear it? it up. Chant, I don't really yeah. know, but... Can he Gregorian send us a link chants. to like some, what that sounds like? Yeah. Yeah. What, is that Calvin or something? That is Ask the April. Ask the April. Nicely done. All right. So Dumbledore. For the House Cup. Favorite. House Cup favorite character is Dumbledore. And favorite moment when he's knocking them in the head. Oh, that's good. And then the rude comments. So good. Um, Mm -hmm. But the knocking in the head is my favorite because it's like he forgot that it was still knocking on their heads. Oh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) But he knew. Yeah. yeah, he knew. <laughs> He's fake forgetting. <laughs> Who's your hot tamale? Snape. Oh, wow. Whoa. 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 <laughs> She's going for the grease ball. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's better than... I know. This is not man. good. To the grease. Yeah. <laughs> it's, are we it's like it's progressing or regressing? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know either. Yeah, there weren't that many characters involved. But uh, yeah, I like your uh, house cup and your moments, the Dursleys. Hmm. Hot Tamale's a tough one. Bellatrix? You know what? By the very end, I liked Sissy. the moment where Snape said, I'm going to do an unbreakable vow right now. And Bellatrix seemed stunned by that. Um, so I like that moment that felt like um, hot tamale energy, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it, uh, uh, I feel like I, I might have to give it to Snape for that moment of like Whoa. Bellatrix was like, you're not going to whatever. And then boom. But yeah. I also feel like we need to shout out that poor Fox. Especially if that uh, fox was an animagus form person trying Ooh. to spy and got killed, then Ooh. extra raise a glass for that fox. But either Boring. way, don't be killing foxes. Not cool. 
but yeah. So remember when I talked about that sexual tension that that uh <laughs> between Bellatrix and, and Voldemort? There was this weird, funny line that everyone kind of notices in this section. Where um, let me actually find it real quick. <laughs> okay, so he goes. She goes. That she says it's aggressive this. Aggressive page flipping. <laughs> Snape goes. Have you discussed this matter with the Dark Lord? Asks uh. Snape. And Bellatrix says we? this. Ooh. He lately we. I am asking you, Snape. That line, lately we, people are filling in the blanks. You're going, what were you lately doing with the Dark Lord? Because <laughs> she says, lately we, hmm, what's been going on between the two of you? Down dirty. So she could be a little hot tamale. <laughs> Wait, Danny, did you answer your favorite moment too? Um, yeah, I think my favorite moment was Jen's um, with the... Mm. With the Dursleys, Dumbledore, but the close second was the the moment with Snape and the Unbreakable Vow. That because it felt like it stuck it to Bellatrix somehow. Where then Bellatrix was like, "Oh whoa!" Um, and for whatever reason, in that moment, I was like, "All right, nice Unbreakable Vows." Mm. Even if it's for bad things, I kind of respect the uh, commitment to the it. commitment, the honesty, the. The vow part of it, you know? Yeah. The vow part of it. (laughs) (laughs) The vow. Um, I'm going totally different. Kind of. I'm choosing Dumbledore, but he was my hot tamale. He was spicy in a mild way. Mm. Mild spicy. Mild salsa. <laughs> Mild spicy. kind of way. That's how I can. Yep. <laughs> oh, I was going to say something that was not going to be taken well. Anyway. <laughs> Keep it in my head. Huh. And then. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Um, interesting. I liked Narcissa. I thought she was fascinating that mm. she would go behind Voldemort's back for the love of her son. Yep. That was kind of. Mm. I don't know. Just different. I like that. And then. So true. Favorite You're moment. Right. Dumbledore with his lines for the Dursleys was fantastic. (laughs) There's a lot of like just a few characters in these chapters, but you get more depth from them in like Mm -hmm. a, in a shockingly small amount of space, which I think Mm -hmm. is fantastic. Like Dumbledore, you even get more depth into. I love Mm -hmm. his commanding presence and he's just even keeled and calm the whole time. Now, like, even though he is, his tone of voice doesn't change, the Dursleys, like, get closer together because they know they're going to get burned in a second by him. Mm -hmm. But he still does it with a calm expression. Like, it's not the uh, inflections of his voice that matter. It's, like, the truth that he's actually saying. And I love that so much. And same thing with, like, Narcissa. You all, you kind of have pity on her this chapter. She's, like, at her wit's end. She doesn't know what the heck is going on. You feel bad for people on the dark side. You feel bad for people on the good side. You have symp- sympathy and pity for everyone. <laughs> but you don't know. She's crazy. I know. You don't know if some people are good or bad. And that's, like, the some great chapters here. Um, I would probably say my house cup, um, probably Dumbledore. I like just his commanding presence when he comes into the room. Mm. I think it's fantastic. Hot tamale is mm, Narcissa. I'm going Narcissa for the hot tamale. Just cause I like her when she's yep. like stepping in and even like Bellatrix is like, She's like hardcore, great wizard. Hmm. And Narcissa just shuts her down. She's like, there's nothing I wouldn't do to protect my son. Yeah. Um, she's just got a good presence. A little hot tamale award here. She's a little hot tamale. And <laughs> I think my favorite moment is probably the same as you guys. 
the glasses knocking. And I love the way Dumbledore says that line. He's known nothing but neglect. Um, hmm. And kind of just like confronts them on the wrong that they've done. And I think that's that's just a really powerful moment in the book, I think. So that's mine. Anyway. Thanks for joining us on our journey of Harry Potter and the first time readers. It's <laughs> <laughs> a quick yeah. ending, but <laughs> no, is it, yeah. <laughs> Until next time. You know what else I was thinking? When you're apparating the sound of the pop, I'm equating to. <laughs> I'm equating it to like you know when you jump off something and you could land flat footed and make it like a thud or you could land like a cat on your toes and roll and it's quiet I think it's like that like however much effort you put in because pencil dive or a belly flop yep because when uh, when creature came it was a loud pop it specifically said loud almost like he was resisting he's just like flopping in like yeah I'm here cool but when you're sly cat-like sneaking you can make it quieter if you want <laughs> i like I mine like better <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>